Hey, thanks for tuning in to Supply Chain, the secret sauce of business for every business. If you don't have a good supply chain, you're missing the secret sauce. We're a subscription-based consulting company, and I'm the CEO, Wade Wickes, and I will bring to you on the show some exciting, interesting, amazing people that are doing innovative things in supply chain. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. Well, this episode's pretty cool because I'm talking to not only the president of Parcel Forum, which is a great show in Chicago, but also the publisher of Parcel Magazine and the editor of Parcel Magazine. So these three folks uh, are really in tune to what's going on in the industry. Stay tuned. Well, hello, everyone. Here we are again at the Parcel Forum. And right now, I have the pleasure of talking to Amanda Armendariz, editor of Parcel Magazine. For those of you that haven't heard Parcel Magazine, which I can't imagine there's a whole lot of listeners out there that haven't, but if you haven't, there are over 30,000 active subscribers, one of the four front magazines in the parcel industry. So, Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, tell me and our listeners a little bit more about Parcel Forum. I mean, it's a show that's been around 20 years, but uh, I'm sure there's some people that haven't been here yet. Yeah, yeah. So we're here in Chicago, like you said, um, celebrating our 20th anniversary, which is a pretty big deal. You know, we've weathered COVID. Um, we've weathered the 2008 recession, but we're still here and kicking and growing, actually. This is on, uh, we're on track to this to be our second largest show. Um, in terms of attendance. So that's a big deal. It's a good way to celebrate 20 years. Um, Yeah, so we started obviously in in 2002. And um, one thing that we just really have strived to um, stay true to is like the really boutique format. So um, we don't want to do the convention center thing. Nothing against that. That's great for some shows, but we just really like to keep this kind of, you know, niche, intimate experience. Um, And I feel like that is something that our attendees really appreciate. Um, We have many people who have been coming for, you know, 5, 10, even 15 years. Um, So obviously they appreciate the format. They appreciate what they learn here. Um, I was just talking to someone yesterday who was saying that this was his 15th year of attending, and it just kind of struck me like, wow, that means that for each of those years, you are continuing to find new information, you know, new strategies to take back to your company. So it's not like a show where you can attend once and you're set. Um, We keep coming up with new content every year. Also, our advisory board, which is comprised of um, just industry professionals, Um, so people who would just be attending the show to learn, um, you know, new strategies and um, new information, they're willing to take their time to give feedback on what topics they think need to be covered, um, you know, what issues are important to discuss, and uh, they really are pivotal in shaping um, the content of the show, and I, I really feel that it's our strong content that keeps people coming back. You know, one thing about the content that I've noticed is you go to a lot of shows, and it, it seems to be a lot of sales pitching going on, mm-hmm. um, but but like you said, from, from this show, it, it doesn't seem to be that way, right? There, there's a lot of case studies, there's a lot of practical application of 
how a technology got put into place. And I, th I think that's what makes it really interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, one of the members of our advisory board, you know, often shares the story um, of his first time attending. And he didn't really know what to expect, but he was game to, you know, come and see what it was all about. And, and he took back some information just from one session that saved his company something like $2 million on their next carrier contract negotiation session, just from, from one session. You know, what is that, 50 minutes of his time, and he comes yeah. back and saves, you know, 2 or $3 million. Um, so yeah, I really feel that the sessions are very strong. You're right, it's, it's not a thinly veiled sales pitch. It's actual material that you can take back to your company and put into practice. And, and not only that, like I was talking to the one of the VPs at, at Crocs, and it's just the, the relationships that you can build too, and the networking, because uh, you know you can solve some problems that are common to a lot of industries, which is really neat too. So that's absolutely that's wonderful that they make time to socialize as well, which is really interesting. Um, and and the fact of how it's laid out, right? You, you don't compete with the show floor. Right, exactly. Yep, we um, that is one thing that we have always stayed firm on. The sessions do not happen at the same time as the exhibit hall. So attendees, you know, have either the morning on Tuesday or the afternoon on Wednesday, at one early morning to to attend the sessions, and then when the exhibit hall is open in the afternoon, that's it. That it's. They have time to, you know, roam the floor, talk to the people they need to talk to. There's not that feeling like at some shows where it's like, well, should I attend a session? Should I, you know, be making the rounds on the floor? So I, I think the uh, non-compete aspect is a very important part of the show. Yeah, and you know, as a consultant here at the show, it's been interesting because then you have pretty set time of, of when you can try and talk to people, so it's kind of cool. Um, Parcel Magazine, another huge aspect to the show and a huge aspect to, I guess, this environment of the parcel industry. When did it start? Um, so we started in 1994. Uh, we used to be called Parcel Shipping and Distribution um, before we rebranded just as Parcel. Thought that was a little catchier. Um, yeah, and so we're the official publication partner of the show. And um, our goal is to be the trusted industry resource for a small parcel professional. So no matter what their you know job title may be, we try to cover every aspect of the industry. So you know order entry, which can focus on things like shopping cart abandonment and you know providing accurate tracking experiences to your to the consumer. You know all the way to your reverse logistics process, right? Obviously, we know returns are a, a huge issue for a lot of consumers, and um, how do you streamline that process? So we just really try to cover every aspect that might impact a, a small package shipper. And so, you know, a lot of our listeners are in the supply chain biz. What would you say are some of the hot topics right now that are going on in the world? I mean, there's those major carriers that are influencing things. There's there's a lot to talk about. What, what would you say? Yep, uh, the carriers, you know, influence on the market, especially in terms of like new surcharges being announced, especially just in time for peak season, obviously. Um, new fees um, can pop up at almost any time, it seems now, and those impact shippers. Um, so obviously a lot of companies are leading, uh, leaning more towards carrier diversification. Um, Obviously, there's capacity issues. I mean, that, those are a concern at any time, but especially as we head up into what's quite possibly the busiest season of all, right? Peak right. season. Um, that's a huge, uh, huge concern. One thing that um, that I find interesting, and as I look around the show floor here, too, is, is just technology. I mean, how fast mm -hmm. it's coming out and, and just how competitive the landscape can be, and yet how unique 
technology is coming out too. It's just like, what? Who thought? I wish I would have thought of that, right? Absolutely. And robots. Wow, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Well, especially for, you know, the distribution center with the tight labor market, it can be extremely hard to attract or retain um, employees. And so automation, not that it's a quick fix, right? You have to do your research, but um, that's something that a lot of companies are really looking into because the the more you can automate, the less dependent you are on uh, an actual human workforce. Absolutely. Great points. Great points. And then the other thing, I guess, is, you know, you've got the next magazine coming up and uh, any tidbits of what's uh, what's to come here in that magazine? Yeah. So we're going to be doing a parcel forum recap. We always do one of those in our November, December issue. So for anyone who was not able to make the show, you will get a glimpse of what it was like here at the 20th um, anniversary celebration in Chicago. And then we have a lot of articles, you know, just covering the parcel landscape in 2023. What can shippers expect? Uh, what do they have to look forward to? What should they prepare for? Awesome. Awesome. Well, if people want more information about uh, Parcel Magazine or Parcel Forum, what should they do? Um, so if you would like to subscribe, and um, the Parcel Magazine is completely free to qualified industry professionals. So um, you would just go to parcelindustry.com slash subscribe, and you can sign up right then and there, and you'll be set. Um, and then for more information on the forum, just go to parcelforum.com. And um, pretty soon the information will be up for 2023, so you'll be able to see uh, what we have planned for that. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll put your LinkedIn profile in the notes of the podcast in case people want to reach out to you. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Amanda. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Wade, for having me. Well, hey, everyone. Here I am again at the Parcel Forum, and today I've got the pleasure to sit down here with Joel Dunkel who is president of Event Evolution Management. And running this show must be an amazing adventure for you. I can't wait to hear the backstory about how this show started. Well, wait, I'll say this. It's a labor of love. Um, you spend 12 months to see three days happen. So there's a, a lot of moving parts. And you know, when people ask me what I do for a living, I basically say, think about a wedding planner. Um, you know, you got to get the band, you got to get the invitations, you got to get the catering, you got to get the hall. And then, oh, by the way, um, the one variable is you invite people and you know they're coming. I invite people and I'm hoping they're coming. So um, it's a high stress um, endeavor. Well, thank you for taking time out of the show to uh, talk a little bit about it because I, you know, I think my listeners are, are interested to, to go to the right show. I mean, there's some huge shows out there. They all have their benefits. But this show is really a boutique and it's really interesting. And, and I'm just curious as to how it came to be. You yeah. know, how did this get born? So here, here's the backstory on it. I used to work for a large trade show publishing firm. And there is a certain, lack of a better word, cookie cutter way that we produce trade shows. And after doing it for 15 years or 12 years, I kind of looked at it and said, we're, we're doing things backwards, in my opinion. And there were two moments in my career that really um, solidified the way I thought things should be. And one of them, funny enough, is the movie Jerry Maguire, where Jerry got fired because there were a memo about, shouldn't we put the client ahead of our company's success, their success first? And it stuck with me because I looked at how we did trade shows in the, the big picture, and it, it wasn't about putting our client first. It was about, how do I make more money for the company? And it, I just looked at what we were communicating to our exhibitors and to the attendees, and I just thought it was always backwards. So, you know, I had an opportunity um, to test my theories. 
Uh, I had a relationship, a prior relationship with Parcel Magazine, um, Ken Waddell and uh, my business partner, Marl Titi. And I told them, I told Marl um, that I have a different way of looking at things and I think it's gonna work and I'm looking for a partner. And they signed on that day. Wow. And here we are 20 years later and uh, I guess I've been somewhat proven right. Um, I never want to take too many bows because I believe in karma to come bite me in the butt, but um, I'm very happy what we um, have developed here. You know, we heard from Amanda a little bit about the show and its uniqueness, but uh, I often wonder, how did you how did you get around those tough times like, you know, 2008 and COVID more recently? And yeah, um, again, it's due to our formula, the way we build it. So not to get too technical on it, we um, everything we do is dedicated non-compete time. On our exhibit floor, it's always a controlled growth. We're not about renting concrete to exhibitors and trying to get more and more space from our exhibitors. Every year we grow by a certain percentage by design. Um, we drive this event educationally, so our educational program is the backbone of what we do. And when you look at our audience here, roughly 60% of the people that are walking that show floor are paid conference attendees who are here to get an education. And then the idea is to kind of hold their hands from the conference room and put them in front of 115 companies that can help them apply what they're learning. And that's, that's what we do. And it's a high-level audience. We're never going to win the number game, the quantity game, but we're going to win the quality game. And that's, at the end of the day, what our exhibitors are looking for. They, don't want, they want the conversation, a high-level conversation with somebody that is a decision maker and understands exactly what they're trying to look for. And it feels like, you know, there, there's a special moment to be at this show. Like uh, like you said, there's not the competitive nature where you try to, you know, bring in all these com competitive people, but you try to make that show experience uh, unique and, and that boutique-y feel. Absolutely. It's a community. Um, and the way we do things, and again, back to that formula, um, when you have everything at dedicated non-compete times, everybody moves together throughout the three days. So they get to know each other. They're at the networking events together. They're at the luncheons together. They're on the exhibit floor. They're in the conference breakouts together. There's um, a kindred spirit vibe that goes on. And we've had attendees here. This is our 20th year. Uh, somebody said they've been here 15 years. So um, Hobby Lobby, I'll give you an example. Every year, three to five people come. And they keep coming back because they keep learning something new every time they're here. So that's a testament to what we do from an educational standpoint and the type of companies we put on a show floor um, from an exhibitor standpoint that are really helping these guys um, take it to the next level. And how do you stay like engaged with uh, people after the show? I mean um, my name is on more emails than they would <laughs> like to see. So um, it's, it's a year-round process. Um, when, here's the thing about the industry. So we'll be here for three days. The doors will shut on Wednesday. And it's like the event never happens. You have to recreate the entire brand for the next year. So our whole um, creative graphicing, our messaging, it's all brand new. So you just, it's not like um, a candy bar and you go get another one, it's the same candy bar. Every year we're doing something new and different. So, you know, we are in communication with our attendee audience and our exhibitor audience 12 months a year. You know, and these shows uh, are so important to the economy and to the growth of, of uh, technology as it relates to where things are going in the supply chain, for example. And I, I think, you know, seeing that fulfillment is really taking off, there's, there seems to be other areas that are growing faster. It used to be logistics, right? Everything's logistics. What are you seeing? What's your vision? Well, look, I, 
you know, we talked about uh, the pandemic and what the pandemic did um, is really shown a light on the fulfillment industry, if you will, because people were not leaving their homes. They were ordering everything online um, and the dynamics of delivery changed dramatically. You didn't want to wait three or four or five days to receive something. You wanted it that same day or the next day, you know, at the latest. And that put a lot of stress on the carriers. It put a lot of stress on the shipper, the warehouses, because now you're receiving an order in-house at 11 o'clock in the morning, and you're getting it picked, packed, labeled, and out the door for delivery the next day. Think about that when you're talking about, you know, 100,000 packages a day coming out of a crate and barrel or what have you. It is, um, it's, it's mind-boggling what goes on behind the scenes that the the consumer or the other business who ordered doesn't really want to know or care to know or understand because it's, it's, um, it's crazy. Um, it is just a fast-paced, everything's changing, moving industry. So, so taking that and, and, and taking your show and your vision, do you see like two, three years from now, maybe the show changes a little bit? And... Well, right now, we, um, the transportation side of the fence, we kind of own. Um, you know, that's been our strength. We are making major headway into the warehousing and material handling side of the fence. Um, as it relates to parcel size packages, and for your listeners, parcel size typically is defined as 70 pounds and under. So... If you think about a, um, let's just say, carrier air conditioner, which stores uh, 3,000 air conditioner units that are weighing 1,000 pounds each, and they need a forklift to put it up on a rack 20 feet high, and all of that stuff applies to, you might have um, 100 packages on a pallet that weighs 70 pounds each, and it's still got to be stored and picked. Um, So as it relates to the parcel-centric shippers, all of that same material you'll see in a big warehouse that moves heavy product and big product, they need all of that on their end as well. And that, to me, is where we are heading for our growth. Um, that and on the packaging side, which we can touch on as well. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, the packaging, like you said, it's just taking off. It is. Uh, and, you know, these shows really pick up the, the speed in terms of if you don't attend, you're kind of out to date, you know, out of date of what's really That's going how on. quick it's moving. And, and if you think about, here's a sort of a mind-blowing um Statistic: 70% of online orders get returned. Mm. So think about the industry behind that part of it and the packaging of getting something back and to take that product back in and what to do with it. Um, it's a whole nother area that is just scratching the surface right now. It is. It's a big area. Well, I think that I'd like to leave this conversation with maybe one thing that you think is... Uh, important for our listeners to, to think about as they think about shows and the shows that they might want to attend in the future. Um, what do you think? Well, here's the advice they give. If you're an attendee, um, my advice is to you is um, if you're just going as an exhibit only people, make sure the exhibitor community that's going to be there is 70% what you're looking for. If not, don't waste your time. If you're going for educational purposes, really look at the content that they're putting forth. Look at the quality of speakers. And, and make sure it's in your, you know, your bullseye. There's not a show that's 100% for anybody. Um, although we are 100% for the parcel shipping industry, or other, they do other things in our industry as well, so that we might not resonate with everybody at one organization. But um, So my advice is if you're an exhibitor or you're looking to exhibit at an event, look at the demographic profile of their audience. 
don't get hung up on, well, only 30% are right for me, because that 30%, chances are you're not going to see them somewhere else. And if you look at the exhibitor floor plan and you don't see a lot of your competitors there, or any of them, you should be crawling through the phone or the internet to get on that show floor. Um, and vice versa, if you're an attendee, you know, you want to look at past history, you want to look at who's attended in the past. Um, one of the things that we like to do is we'll just share, um, you know, look who's attending, just a company and a title name because that helps other people identify, well, if Joel Dunkel from XYZ is going and he's the same title and doing what I'm doing, maybe it's something I'd be looking at. So dig a little deeper than just because the name of the show resonates with you, does it really resonate when you start digging in a little deeper? That's awesome advice. Very good. Well, if people want to find out more information about your next show and anything about this, what should they do? Well, you can go to our website, which is parcelform.com. Um, next year, we're heading back to Nashville. So our dates are September 11th through the 13th. Um, Nashville was a great um, show for us in 2017. Unfortunately, we got canceled by COVID in 2020. So we're, we're very excited to get back there because it was such a success for us. Um, but yeah, head to our website. Um, we'll be updating it pretty quickly after this show closes. Like I said, we have to recreate a whole new brand again and, and start over. So um, that's the best platform. Awesome. Well, I'll put your uh, LinkedIn profile in the subject line of this uh, podcast, as well as that information about your website. I appreciate it, Wade. Much, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, hey, everyone. I'm here at the Parcel Forum, and with me right now is none other than Ken Waddell publisher of Parcel Media. Ken, thanks for taking time to meet with me. Hey, great to be here, Wade. Well, it's a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, let's start out with Parcel Magazine. Hey. Yeah, because, you know, that's what you do. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. So what makes Parcel Magazine unique? Unique? Yeah. Well, the fun thing about it is we've been doing this for nearly 30 years now. I came on board about 20 years ago, and it's always been about parcel. There was no real information source to help parcel shippers understand that niche of the industry. There's a lot of different media and people have had a lot of different information on the bigger shipping world. But as specific to parcel, it is a unique area. Even companies that do larger um, shipping, LTL freight, when you look at where the parcel aspect comes in, it's a completely different scenario with their supply chain. And so there was nothing out there. And so this was created to take everything from once that you know order entry uh, came in to final delivery and then into the returns. And it's stayed there for 30 years and grown and evolved, I guess is a good word, as the industry has. And it seems like uh, it continues to evolve. I mean, looking at the show today, it, it's very different than last year. It's very different than, than pre-COVID. And I wonder how you see the show and, and this coming together. So when did you say, you know what, we need to have a show that kind of goes along with a magazine and, and kind of combines it to provide for your subscribers, you know, just some kind of uniqueness that relates to that. Well, it's like a lot of things that are out there. There used to be, when you know, 30 years ago, we created a magazine. There was no parcel-specific event. The magazine was the one channel that we had out there. And so an opportunity came along. Uh, we put together a great team so that we had the media on one side and we had the show on another. And the show has evolved as the media has. And again, this year, you know, the event is celebrating 20 years, which... Um, going through so many different things of um, 
uh, different years. Uh, Recession. Into, and COVID. To pre- yeah, I mean, ups and downs, and yet it continues to uh, do well. And again, I think it, it's because we're so niche. And I think the media is the same way. You know, people keep looking to us because, as I like to tell a lot of people, I mean, we were all about parcel shipping before parcel shipping was cool. I mean, parcel shipping went boom 10 plus years ago with e-commerce retail. I mean, it changed and all of a sudden everybody was like, hey, what about parcel shipping? I need to know more. And we here we were. Yeah. So we were already a trusted place to go for so many people. Uh, but suddenly we were a place to go, whether you're looking at the media or the event, whether you're coming in as a freshman level or a doctorate level, we're here and, you know, we're doing our thing the way we've been doing it, but again, constantly looking to get better. But yeah, so so keeping the creativity alive within the magazine and and being connected to the consumer and subscriber has really propelled Parcel to be where it is today. And 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 how do you think about you know digital? I mean, there's so much reverb going on about digital. There's so many different channels. I imagine. How do you look at that landscape? as publisher of this magazine. Yeah, I mean, that was something, I mean, everybody right away, when the digital side came out, you had to create a digital magazine. And we got it. And in the beginning, there were some people that uh, went digital only. Some, most people went both. Uh, we wanted to print, they wanted digital. And again, what we saw from that was people wanted the option. And of course, from that, and again, we're not the only media that did it, but we created a number of other different channels. Uh, we started going, you know, we need to send out a newsletter. And the newsletter, you know, went out to inform people a different way, a different channel that they could use. Maybe they didn't use the print magazine and digital, but the newsletter was there. We created an industry tip. I mean, there's more things we did. And of course, um, we're no different than other social media. The hardest part you want to do, you know, is to try to figure out what these uh, professionals that are out there, these industry professionals seeking information, what channel they want to use at any given time to get the information they need. And it can change on a weekly, monthly, annual. You don't know. So you just got to keep creating new ideas and helpful ways to get them the information they want. Wow, that's cool. That's really good. That's some neat insight. Hey, I was also thinking about, you know, how how is Parcel going to be in the future? I mean, what, what kind of vision do you see it, needs to occur so that parcel maintains this like uniqueness and that's a and that's a great question and again you know who would have foreseen three years ago what we just went through uh with covid um and now of course is uh, supply chains everywhere are being affected um it's not just the shipping and i mean it's there's so many different supply chain areas. Uh, we de- everybody deals with on a daily basis. We're seeing it from grocery stores. We see it from, um, I mean, obviously in the, in the shipping world, but you see it everywhere. And so we're no different. And here we are, here in, you know, at Parcel Form, we're seeing a, you know, a, it's back. Everybody's back. Everybody's interested in finding out what they need to do next. And from a media point of view, looking forward, the thing I always like to, you know, look at is we do what we do. We've been doing it for so many years, and the one thing that we've always is, I like to think it's what it, it helps us so much. We're unique and we're niche to what goes on in the parcel shipping world. And with that in mind, when you ask people that are out there, um, 
what stories they're working on, what uh, success stories that they've had, what um, information do they have. I mean, um, here at the event, I've been meeting with people during the day. They're like, Ken, Ken, I got this great story I want to share, something that we just did. Well, this is obviously something that a lot of other companies have not done yet. You know, so is there more information like that? And that's really where it comes from. It's an industry, the industry takes care of itself and it helps to propel what other people need to know. And everybody likes to hear what's going on, what mistakes have been made, what can I do to achieve the success that I need. And predicting the future, that's hard. You know, to, to look at that, you know, five, one, three, five, ten. where are we gonna be? Um, but at the same time, the parcel world is going to do nothing but increase. It's, it's obvious from everything that we see. More and more companies are going to look at it. You've got a lot of people that have been doing things in a certain fashion. You know, in, in the chipping world, they're seeing where the parcel world can come in. You've got the small companies taking advantage of it, and they're growing so fast. And they need a place to go to learn. You know, I may be shipping 100 uh, packages a week or 100 packages a month today, but two years from now, what am I going to be doing? I'm doing great now. Where do I find out? And they give us as much information probably as we give out to them. It's it's really, the industry is taking care of itself. And that's where I want to continue with it. I want the industry to work together so that, again, Supporting we keep... each other. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's yeah. really where I see it. It's it's we're, We have no magic crystal ball to see what's coming, but when you take what everybody else is learning out there and you put it together in one place and help share that with everybody, it, it, it's just, it's it's great for everybody. Yeah, and you know, that's, that's kind of why I've taken some time over this summer to really uh, review some shows and, and, and really get a deeper understanding about what's going on in the industry because it is so important to get out and to talk to people and see what's going on because you can really solve problems faster and know more about what's going on in the supply chain when you attend stuff, read stuff, talk to people. So. Yeah, I mean, you can, obviously you can look at media like we have and there might be a case study in there or somebody might even send you it. Uh, you know, you might talk to someone out there and they'll send you uh, a case study or something that they've gone through. But you're right, to have that one-to-one -one interaction with people and again, that's why that's why the media uh, and the forum when we come together into this you know the event once a year you get that I'll see you next year you can tell me what you did with that problem that you ran into it's like summer and, camp the, what it's like summer it's camp. summer camp right <laughs> same time next year right and you get that and again we take that idea and with the media if we can you know as we can keep doing things if we could take that idea and help people for the next twelve months until they see each other again. It just keeps it going. But no, you're right. I mean, there is so much out there and you got to share. Right. And that's what it's right. about. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that's really interesting. Uh, thank you for, for sharing that. That's a great vision of where Parcel Magazine really fits into the community of the parcel industry. Um, it, it, I know you, from time to time, take uh, some, some copy from people out there, professionals, that have stories that are unique and, and you can put that in the magazine. How would people get in touch with uh, Parcel Magazine if they want to be a subscriber or they want to enter some content? Do you do, you do stuff like that? Or? Oh, definitely. And probably the two easiest ways uh, between myself as publisher and Amanda Armanderas as our editor, we would be the two best people probably to reach out to. Uh, but yeah, what, we're, we're always looking for great educational information that we can share. And that's the thing. It's 
it's fun. It's you know, when you look at what so much knowledge that these people have that is out there, all these industry professionals that are out there, and to take a moment and go, there's something that I've always wanted to say. How do I go about it? That's what we're looking for. That something that, that they, they look at our magazine, they haven't seen it, but for whatever reason, they just don't want to write. It's like, we want you to write. And so if you want to share things like that, yes, between myself and Amanda, we're the ones to contact. And um, um, I don't know the easiest way to do it with you, Wade, as far yeah. as giving contact information. Sure. So what I'll do is I'll put that information in this podcast. I'll put your <laughs> website. I'll put your LinkedIn profile in there as well. And, uh, and yeah, we'll wrap that up for people that uh, are interested. They can go and check you out. It sounds uh, great. I know you're a really busy man, and I want to thank you for your time today, and I appreciate it. No, and I love what you're doing, Wade. The secret sauce is awesome. As you ask me about things about the future, I can't see. I I look forward to seeing where the secret sauce goes. I think you you got a great idea here, um, you know, and sharing information the way you do. And I know you've been doing this, what, two, three years now? So I look forward to uh, a lot more of these podcasts that you're doing. And, again, learning from you. Hopefully, you know, even more and more. So I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Have a great day. All right. Take care, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Really appreciate your support. Wanted to let you know, www.supplychainthesecretsauce. It's where you can find all the podcasts as well as subscription-based supply chain consulting. We are supply chain rapid scale experts at Supply Chain Secret Sauce. We repair, strengthen, and bulletproof supply chains for companies growing at an exponential pace. You can find us at www.supplychainsecretsauce.com. Again, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.